I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated. I don't like people just being able to look in our house. This is an after-school program podcast. What key are we in? G? Yeah. All right. Is Chase going to have a m- 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 microphone? He does. He's oh, okay. going to handhold it like a loser. No, wow. I left the clip. <laughs> Listen, housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> House, pod housekeeping. Uh, <laughs> we're forgetful. Uh, hey, welcome back to True Stories Podcast. There's just one blue light above us and a Christmas, a tiny Charlie Brown Christmas tree next to us illuminating the room right now. Yeah. How you doing, Padaba? I'm doing good. I like the vibes. Christmas. Caught a vibe. Caught a, <laughs> caught a vibe. <laughs> hey, introduce yourself, PD. My name is PD, and water tastes better in a can. <laughs> this is a spot brought to you by Liquid Death. Brought to you by Liquid Death. I got carded for buying this. Oh, oh again? Yeah, it's happened twice now. Oh, man. Did you uh, pass? What? Did you pass the yeah. ID check? Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> study. Uh, my name is Shama, and for the sake of a joke, I announced that my family doesn't own weapons, but we own uh, security cameras. And somebody pointed out, why would you tell social media that? And the answer is, I love jokes more than I love <laughs> personal Safety. security. Yeah. That joke made me laugh so hard that, uh, that, that yeah, the great, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, can, Mr. Scott. Can I just interject? That was such a good <laughs> post that I shared it with PD during the Iron Bowl. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did you see what Shama said about security cameras? He's like, no. Nah. And I read it to him, and we were like, oh, man, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, it didn't dawn on until later. Grace was like, yeah, maybe we sh- you shouldn't have said that. And I was like, wait, do people think that the veggie, the guy who made VeggieTales remix is strapped? <laughs> is strapped? <Yeah>. Honey? <laughs> I didn't see that one because despite our mutual love of Sweet Baby Ray's, I'm not on Mark Zuckerberg's platform. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, yes, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, he really loves Sweet Baby Ray's. Have you, you can, seen that? I I have. He it's at this point it's almost like he's trying to convince us that he's just like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm just a multi billionaire who's in love with barbecue sauce you can get from Walmart. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to drink water and he loves barbecue sauce. <laughs> like, he doesn't know. And he doesn't it. know how to apply sunscreen lotion. <laughs> hey, our guest on the show today is Mr. Scott Bachman. He's not really a guest. He was the former executive producer of the show, let us make noise, and kind of guided us on our first tumultuous, <laughs> rocky season of yeah, the show. First guest. He's first guest, also credited in the theme song that you've heard. You'll continue to hear till the show dies. He's also a Christian music historian. Yes, who of, ran a very sorts. successful blog, and uh, and you're here today to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it yet. Welcome back, Mr. Scott. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm just glad that it's, I've been fasting and praying for months that the Lord <laughs> would lay the pod ministry back on your hearts, <laughs> would lead you back into podcasting, and he did. Uh-huh. The way I found out that that Church Stories was coming back, you know how I found out? How? So last weekend, I took Paul David, I gave him an early birthday present and took him to an Alabama game. Roll Tide. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hotel, tickets, parking, food. He didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah, hero of the week last week. So he says to me, hey, um, 
How early can we leave Tuscaloosa oh. on Sunday oh. to get back home? Oh. Because I got a podcast today. <laughs> like, Did you have something planned on the Sunday? No, no. Oh, okay. So I, I was like, hey, we can get up and leave at seven o'clock if you want to. But that's how I found out that church, that season, what are we, season five? Season five, yeah. That's how I yeah. found out that season five was coming back. And so this past Wednesday, I, I listened and... Um, uh, my my listening slash viewing habits were referenced in the sh- in the show. Like I used to always lo- love watching it on YouTube, and I would just sit and play games on my phone and look up at the screen every yeah. ten minutes or so. And so now I just sit in the recliner in my bedroom and still play games on my phone while I listen on Can't my phone faces. as well. And it it just it still sounds like church stories, and so. I just don't get to look up every 10 minutes. Uh, we apologize. I'm going to apologize yeah. in person, but we need wow, to buy you an Xbox. So. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag get Scott an Xbox. Make it, make it, make it viral. Y'all sometimes we're still going to put chase on a plane. We haven't forgotten y'all. Yeah. M- most times I'll go on uh, like a walk slash jog early in the morning uh, around the lake near my home there and so i'll probably like be taking you guys along and listening in the dark while i'm running (laughs) (laughs) running around the lake at Furman university yeah so that'll be cool podcasts are such a can i can i just talk about podcast on our podcast sure it's such a fun i remember when pd and i we kind of got into the same podcast I, i think just listening at the same time yeah and i was like wow i I can listen to people that I've watched on TV shows and movies and stand-up comedians and just listen to them ramble for like two hours. Um, it's still, I mean, I was listening to a podcast on the way here and I'm like, this should be illegal. This is like, <laughs> this is like two people's coffee conversation and I'm enjoying it in my Prius. It's, it's awesome. It's a fun medium. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, my wife got the same notification that you did. I think it was like last <laughs> Sunday night. I don't know why we're not as eager to. Hey, I'm doing. Hey, Grace, I'm I'm blocked out the whole calendar because I'm doing church stories. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we kind of we're trying to be better, but um, we love our fans. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me that there was a song back in the seventies. I think it was seventies. It was popular that said, "The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town." And that's that kind of came to mind when I, you know. But but in, in, in the the remix of this song, the boys have always been in town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just haven't been doing the podcast. <laughs> hey, did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, I did. Yes. How how was your thanks? Chase is in the building. Chase is in the corner. Chase, you can't Dude, I gotta save my Thanksgiving story for the checking with Chase. Oh, oh that I, good? I, I yeah, good, bro. Bridges one of the best moments I've on ice. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Hey, what is the what is the consensus on turkey? Or, d- d- not a fan. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah, like if you can put some Scott. gravy on it so it's not dry. Even then, I mean, it's bland. I'm it's a, just yeah. bland. I'm a big ham guy Me? myself. Yeah. This year, I really. <laughs> it sounds like you know. It sounds like I don't know joining a different religion. But this year, I had to <laughs> come out of the closet to Grace and be like, I'm not sure about this turkey thing. <laughs> Why don't we just? Look, I know it's been a tradition forever, but hashtag chicken instead of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 expensive. It's a diva to cook. You gotta like you gotta rub oil under its skin. Yeah, and then, and like then the, it gotta cook for like freaking freaking fifteen minutes per pound or whatever. Like, 
It's too much work. And you got what? people shoving Bland other meat. food up in it. Like, what is that? <laughs> you got to <laughs> violate the turkey to. <laughs> so I was in Kentucky. Yes. When that happened. The Dove Awards announcement. Yeah. yeah. So visiting some, some friends. In fact, our mutual friend, good old Pastor oh, Jeff. Pastor mm-hmm. Jeff. And so it was me, my dad, Pastor Jeff and his wife. And we were going to go out to eat. And of course, they picked the time. They didn't know. They picked the time that the thing was going to be on. And so I'm sitting in the back seat of his vehicle watching on my phone, you know, and and it was it was when it was kind of spotty it was super at first. glitchy. Yeah. yeah, it was a little glitchy, but I was passing my phone around and they were like, oh, man, look at them guys, man. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to save it because this is distracting right now. So I went ahead yeah. and, and we did our dinner and then I went back to our room and watched the entire thing from start to finish on the TBN app. Ooh. And it was it was awesome. No glitch. You just played yeah. straight through. But the cool part to me was, and I know that out of all the people y'all got to talk to and everything, this guy was probably like the old geezer of the crowd, but Chris Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was now, super cool to me. For me, as a former worship, I was a worship leader at a church for nine years. And we probably did more Chris Tomlin songs than anybody else because his songs were not about uh, trees and oceans and yeah. wind and waves and, and you know, uh, all about me. Right, right, His right. songs almost always were about the character and attributes of God, even, you know, uh, back in the 90s. or this, No, this was the early 2000s. And so... Uh, subject wise and they're they were singable they mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. like crazy so we ended up doing a ton of chris tomlin songs but my favorite memory pertaining to him was when i went to a promise keepers event in atlanta and he was one of the music artists and he came out and he uh said something along so this this is phillips arena which i think it holds like you know 16 or twenty thousand people full of men and he's like i want to teach you this new song that we're going to record on it's going to be on my next album it wasn't even recorded yet wasn't on a record yet and it uh turned out to be how great is our god wow and <laughs> it's like 16 to 20,000 however many it was men singing wow. that and the holy spirit just and not to get, I know that I'm, this is supposed to be a funny podcast I'm sorry I'm getting a little too serious here but the holy spirit kind of came into that arena yeah. and it was amazing and I'm sitting there like like crying probably while I'm singing that but at the same time my mind is telling me this song is way too simple this song listen, <laughs> listen to these lyrics it just says yeah. it literally says how great is our god yeah how great is <laughs> our god how great how great is our god it's like it's just yeah yeah this but there was an undeniable anointing on it that was amazing and of course the song went crazy and is being sung all around the world and so i have tremendous respect for that guy i know he he kind of gets uh lampooned sometimes just because he's been around so long but you know if you've ever tried to write a song um well, there's like, you know, the steps are, okay, you can you can write something, and then you can share something, and then the thing can catch on. We've been lucky enough, PD and I, like, to do that once or twice, you know? And it is, 
for his track record to do that consistently and every single Sunday people sing his music. I mean, it yeah, is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a true, it's real proof of, I mean, his, his talent and, and his ability and his, um, yeah, just anointing. I'll use that word too on his, on his life too. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of the songs aren't, you know, they don't sound like much, but I mean, even how great is our God is such a, I didn't even know that he wrote that song. I feel like the cover slash writing of songs gets shared so much in, in mm-hmm. the Christian music space. It's really hard to so now I'll, I'll go through the lyrics and like, you know, check and see who wrote it on Apple music. So PD looks at him and says, Hey, that's great. One day you're opening for Stephen Curtis Chapman. The next day you're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> said something like that. I, uh, <laughs> I think it really just dawned on me right now when you uh, when you were mentioning it that that you had to you had to download and open up the TBN app to see us. <laughs> who would have? Oh yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that our faces would be in the TBN <laughs> in the TBN cinematic universe? Yeah. You're this not year. kidding. That is totally surreal. Yeah. The TBNCU, you know. <laughs> TBNCU. <But laughs> also, very cool is the, the very first job I ever had for money was as a TV camera operator at a Christian television station. Yeah. And so for Paul David to then, you know, all these years later to be to get a, a paying gig with TBN is that's pretty cool. It's like kind that's of really awesome. Kind yeah, of a, a big m- circle, you know. You Me know. and Billy Graham were in the same <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> you know, I was telling uh, Nate, the producer who brought both of us on, um, we were at dinner and I was telling him, I was like, you know, uh, I know people give TBN and everything, the, the whole time, like a, a bad rap. And uh, we've been on that, you know, on the freaking spear throwing in too. <laughs> but uh, but um, I told him, I was like, hey, my dad, like the first thing in the morning when we had cable, we moved into a house that had cable. And uh, the first thing on the TV that I saw, I'd walk out of my room, I'd go into the living room to go uh, eat breakfast before I went to school. TBN was playing on TV um, in the trailer that we lived in. And I mean, it was, you know, it was all these all these pastors who've, you know, some of them have. But I remember, I remember seeing the, the, the singing and the prayer and all those things. And my dad loved TBN and he would, I mean, my dad watched TBN like it was like a, like the Super Bowl every time he sat down, <laughs> like he would cheer. And so I was telling him, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace. But I, the, the fact that growing up like that and then also kind of being on, on mm-hmm. TBN too, is this like this full circle um, I was saying, yeah, in, in the the Bachman Rama, <laughs> you know, life yeah. cycle too. It's 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 Ecosystem. really really yeah yeah. <laughs> it's it, it is it's a combination of crazy, but um, but it's yeah, it's just like a really really huge um, blessing. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember riding in the van with my dad the first time I heard Lecrae. Yeah. And then to come full like circle. Standing, yeah, standing next to him, it was, it was nuts. But it was, it was a ton of fun. And they really liked us. Uh, I, I really feel like they're going to bring us back next year, um, as long as we don't say anything. <laughs> hey, I and by, mean, and by I, we, I mean me. As long as I don't say anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been, hinder you've that. been a problem so uh, far. Uh, <laughs> hey, I I'm taking it. the, hey, you know, in a room with PD and Chase, <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to put numbers on the board. <laughs> Oh man, uh, PD intro. Okay, intro. What we're what we're doing here today? 
what we're doing Mr. here today. Mr. Well, Scotty actually, B's. first, my dad found he was reading through Joel Osteen, I think. <laughs> you know, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Would yeah. you like to start off? But you found a passage you wanted to read. Yeah. Well, you guys have this awesome <laughs> copy of Next Level Thinking. Wait, isn't here. that from you? Yeah, he On, bought it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I found this at an Ollie's store in, in Easley. <laughs> that face was just, just looking at me like saying buy me buy me and i was like i gotta get this for paul david you, as a you, gag gift you gotta be you gotta wonder if that's in his contract like his book deal is like my face needs to be 30 percent of the cover baby <laughs> all right so i I've, I've chosen a a passage here that i'd like to read and i don't do the best joel osteen impression but i'll i'll try mine bit. doesn't sound remotely just like never joel stop osteen. smiling you gotta smile the whole time unless <clears throat> you're saying it here we go you are his favorite. <laughs> You're the one whom he loves. I've heard it said that God has no favorites. I think that's wrong. God has all favorites. He's not like us in that way. What? He doesn't have to pick and choose because he has unlimited love. He doesn't just show love. He doesn't just express love. He is love. Love is not just what he does. It is who he is. So when you start seeing yourself... As his favorite, you'll go to him with confidence. You'll pray bold prayers. You'll ask him for your dreams. You'll believe for your health to turn around. You'll expect new doors to open. You'll move up to the next level, not because of who you are, but because of who your father is. You'll know he'll go out of his way to be good to you. I grew up with five siblings. My sister April was the youngest. She always felt as though she was the favorite of the family. The truth is, my parents had more resources when she came along. From a young age, April started telling us that she was our parents' favorite. Now, that never bothered me because I knew she wasn't the favorite. I was. <laughs> J.O.'s sibling beef. <laughs> but she's been doing this for so long now that when my mother sends us kids a group text it lists our names at the top paul lisa tamara joel but instead of april it says favorite i had to use my mother's cell phone one time and under the contacts i noticed that she has april stored as favorite what now that's not right <laughs> what <laughs> i can i can imagine that if mm, here it comes mm. i can imagine that if god had oh, a cell phone <laughs> you would be stored as favorite what it wouldn't be joseph rodriguez <laughs> <laughs> is that real give me a random name anybody an intern give me a random name what's your name what's your last name uh, uh, joseph okay joseph. What's, what's your last name uh, Rod rodriguez joseph rodriguez i'm adding that to the book baby isn't that wait isn't that mixing hebrew and spanish or mexican or yes. anyway yeah it wouldn't be joseph rodriguez but rather favorite rodriguez <laughs> it would say what it wow. would say favorite smith <laughs> favorite Edward or favorite Rebecca? I was hoping it would end with favorite favorite. <laughs> We're all his favorites. There you go. 
Oh, it was Gosh. insane. <laughs> J.O. Book Club. Yo. We brought it back for season five. Yo, yo. I mean, okay. So, like, as you were reading that, <laughs> I thought, okay, you know, like, you know, like, if you're sitting shotgun with somebody who's driving crazy, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or like my brother used to drive crazy and, I, you know, you could reach over and at least like correct the, you know, you know, kind of keep them on track. I, feel I don't like know if Joel that's a Osteen, good idea. <laughs> I feel like Joel Osteen threw the steering wheel out the window. Like he's uncorrectable at this point. <laughs> he is ripped. This man <laughs> just takes this. <laughs> this man's theology is so all over the place. I don't even know if there's any and, coming back for him. You hey, know what I mean? If it's true that his mother has April stored as favorite, that's messed up. Dude, I super, that's <laughs> oh, what I'm so, also like. Why wait, would you, if it's <laughs> did he go through his mom's phone? What is he doing? <laughs> if it's true, it's messed up. And if it's false, it's messed up that he made up a scenario like this for the sake of a book. But if it's true, it's also messed up that his mom was like out yeah. of the room and he's like, I'm going to find Damn. out. <laughs> I mean, you've got kids, Mr. Like, you would never. What Would you let them know that you have a favorite? Like, what would. Well, first yeah. of all, you, do you have a favorite? Get out your contacts. Yeah. You keep, you're asking the real questions. No, you, you keep that. You keep that. On, what, do, what do y'all say? On the, the download? On the, on the DL. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, let's be honest. Your favorite is the kid who hosted the 52nd annual Devil Woods yeah, pre-show Bachman. on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or hey. no, is it it's supposed to be Paul Paul David favorite? Paul David. That, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> PDF. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> What what drew you to that? What did, what did you were you just flipping through the book? Literally, I, that was like the second thing I saw. I, I, it said something about you're his favorite. I thought this is gonna be good. I just, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't disappoint the book. Well, <laughs> yeah, I went and when we got here, I grabbed the book and the Nick Saban candle. You know, add to the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. Right. Can we like that one day or is that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Well, that was an old segment. Now we have a new one, eight track Christians. Yes, we're like parodying our own segments now. This is a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so when when I was listening to the show, sitting in my recliner, and I heard Paul David kind of pitch this as a, as an idea. I thought this. I was born for such a time as this. <laughs> this is this is what I'm here for. So I was. I told him I was like, I'm gonna put together a list of some stuff, and he was like, okay. All right, how about next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we produce the show. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, let's bring some people up to speed. So we did a segment called Sound Soundtrack Christians. SoundCloud Christians. Sound, SoundCloud yeah. tra- uh, Christians, yeah. Where PD and I, uh, we're mainly PD, uh, went to the darkest alleys of Christians' SoundCloud <laughs> yeah. to find the, the, the worst music. I pulled out some gems. Yeah. And uh, and we would play it and react to it and very uh, harshly that it drew a little bit of criticism. A little bit of criticism. What uh, the problem with the world is the pro- <laughs> <laughs> that brought my wife, uh, uh, the uh, silent co-producer of the show, yeah, top critic. Actually, of the <laughs> actually was like we should can it. Told told me to can it, and then we canned it until she stopped listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So take that, Grace. You didn't even hear that. Uh, so uh, so then, PD, you envisioned okay. Let's let's take it even further back. What is the SoundCloud pre SoundCloud? Yeah. And you discover that that yeah, was eight track Christians. Eight track so Christians. <laughs> we're gonna be getting real deep into 
the Christian music scene in the 70s, yeah. right? So I hosted a Christian rock radio show on a secular classic rock station here in Greenville for 15 years on the weekends. And so I got a lot of free music, and um, we already had a lot of stuff that we had collected before that. So I've got about between 35 and 40,000 songs on my iPod. And so I've got iPod Classic. Yeah. <laughs> I've Those got, things are tanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I, I manually manage the music. I pull it back and forth from yeah. hard drives. And so I don't, this this streaming stuff you kids are into, <laughs> get off my lawn with that streaming <laughs> stuff, man. What is that? Have you tried it? <laughs> get off my lawn. Have no. you tried it? No. Hey, uh, <laughs> the, the, the podcast is going to buy you one month of Apple Music. Um <laughs> Has he? Has he? Have you? Have you even done the one month free? Pastor Jeff does all that stuff. Yeah, he, you know he's a little hipper than me. But, okay, if yeah. we gift you a month, will you use it for the month? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's yeah. like fifteen. It's like twelve bucks or something. It's like ten bucks. I'll send you fifteen bucks. One problem is that a lot of the stuff I like isn't. Uh, it's probably not on there. Like Christian classic Christian rock from the seventies okay. and stuff. Maybe. Well, you haven't searched though, have Maybe. you? Some of it is. Okay. We'll give, we'll give, we'll yeah. give, you're going to yeah. give the pod's going to mm-hmm. gift you a month and then we'll uh, come back to us. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> how do you even keep track of like, did you say 30,000 songs? How many, how many songs? Yeah. <clears throat> They're on a couple of large hard drives and. Okay. I'm not talking about hard drives. I'm talking mentally. Like, <laughs> oh, how do you, do you remember the artist? And then you're like, all right, so they had five records and. The, yeah, the, the, like, I I couldn't I can't fathom that. I was just, you know, that was my life. I mean, that, yeah, for 15 years, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do yeah. you not have the thing where like, you hear a good song and you're like, all right, time to listen to everything they've ever done? Uh, yeah, but then sometimes I'll just be disappointed by the other stuff. Yeah, that's and then how I'll just go happens. back to the yeah to the the first song. <laughs> like I like the one song. Yeah, yeah. I took Paul David to see that movie, the Jesus Music movie. Yeah, and I on the way out, I told him, I said, wow. I, I feel like I just watched a huge portion of my life like flash in front of my face just watching that movie. And while there were things I would quibble with here and there regarding the movie, I mean, how much, you can't you can't do everything yeah. in yeah. 90 minutes. Like the, they said Chris Tomlin <clears throat> was the most sung artist every week around the world. There's no way to quantify that. Like, they're, are they doing polls? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was probably like C- yeah. CCLI numbers or whatever. But I did leave. I left the the theater just feeling good. You know yeah. that, and that's that's the point of a movie is like you, right. to, to leave the theater feeling great about yeah. what you saw and and uh, so that it was. It I was felt really like good. I was doing research for the Dove Awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gosh. yeah. And for a week or two after, I would get these random texts from PD like. Hey, uh, this Larry Norman guy is pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> wow, Andre Crouch has got some good stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. How about this Amy Grant person? Hey, she's she's all right. No, he he knew who she was, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it 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 did cause it caused him to dig a little. Yeah, deeper I went down some rabbit holes. Yeah. Can I? Um, let me ask you before we go into this segment. Um, obviously, there's a lot of critique on Christian music, but. Christian music as is, I mean, Andre Crouch and all these, like there were, there are really, really great heavyweights in the game. Mm-hmm. What, from keeping up with it from then, and obviously, I don't know if you keep up with it, you know, even the people that we, some of the people we interviewed, I was like, who are you? And I'm like reading a cue card 
Um, yeah. But what happened from then till now? Is it just the technology? Was it making an album is easier? The barrier of entry is lower? Like what what happened? What happened from then till now? I mean, Andre Crusher, you said his choir, like sang in Man in the Mirror. Like, Man Michael, in the yeah, Mirror and yeah. Lion Whoa. King. Freaking, I mean, all these people oh, yeah. were creating Andre, know, true art. True art. Andre did music for the TV show Amen with Sherman Hen- Hemsley, um, who was Mr. Jefferson on the Jeffersons. Yeah. You know? wow. So Andre did the music for Amen. He worked with Madonna. He worked with Quincy Jones. He worked with Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, he he was totally. And well, he, his music giants. He was such a bridge builder within Christendom too, though, because he was equally at home in front of a a, a Jesus movement crowd of hippies in the 70s or a billy graham crusade or a bill gaither homecoming video yeah he was loved by all of those audiences and i mean the guy just had a gift and an anointing from god and he was yeah he was a a a true bridge builder between so many disparate factions and groups yeah i do have one song by andre on this list i don't know if and it's totally, it's a total outlier. It's called Lullaby of the Deceived. Have you ever heard this? No, no. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Are I we going to hear it? So did you just like build up Andre to, sh- to now show us his worst song? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but before. I, I wouldn't say worst. <laughs> Questionable. Weirdest, maybe. <laughs> well, but for real though, like what, what do you think happened? I mean, you're, you're a musician yourself. What happened oh, between yeah. then and now? Well, okay. I grew up on Southern gospel music, which is a whole different thing. It's a whole different animal. But what happened in the the music that came out of the Jesus movement in California in the 70s and yeah. eventually spread all the way across the country was born out of a actual revival, an actual movement of God. And it was all these kids just saying, I want to use music that I like and that my friends can relate to to spread a message about Jesus and it was all just pure and and simple motives pure motives because there was no money to be made there was no radio there was there were no album sales really yeah. to speak of but then it became more popular and looking back we didn't know it at the time but looking back now they all say that something sort of changed around 1980 or so where it just became more commercial um and then the Christian record labels were all one by one purchased by mm. large secular conglomerates or yeah. labels and music publishing companies. And everything just sort of changed and over time and got watered down. And then by the time the 90s came along, you had a lot of bands that were like, whereas the, in the 70s, it was, I just love Jesus and you should too. That was the main message of the right, songs, right. you know, by the nineties, it was, Hey man, uh, you know, we're not preachers. We're just a rock band that happened to be Christians instead of we're Christians that want to use this music to spread a message. So yeah. the whole, the whole, uh, motivation behind it sort of shifted. And then, then once it, once the worship thing kind of came along, that's cause that's sort of when I kind of tuned out as far as listening to new music. Oh, it was in like the, the they went from like song. Mm-hmm. Now everybody comes song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Songwriting, like song, the yeah, whole, the whole. Because of Michael interviews. W. Smith and nine eleven. The pe- yeah, the people my age 
on Facebook groups yeah. dedicated to Jesus music and stuff, they all complain that, well, whenever I listen to Christian radio now, all it is is worship. It's all worship all the time, and they all sound just alike. And, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, everything's – and I kind of get that because they say there have been scientific stu- – I might, I might have mentioned this on this show before, but they say that there have been scientific studies done that show that you essentially stop listening to new music at around age 30. Really? Yeah. So – Get ready because oh, man, I don't know. I got like <laughs> I got like what like four more months. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're gonna just like you know, next year this time you're gonna be like yeah those whippersnappers yeah. and their new music it just gets on my nerves. You sound like Conan doing a character. <laughs> I'll be like all I need is T I G unit and T pain. Come on, <laughs> is that what you list? listen to? No, no. <laughs> and so it, and, and that doesn't mean you. It literally don't listen to other music it just means that it's you're, it's, it's all baked in like it's, it's it just means that yeah, you're, the music that you will always love the rest of your life is the music that you listen to up and up until age yeah. 30 you still hear new stuff and all but you just don't really connect with it emotionally the way you did the music that you loved growing up right so but anyway, i don't as far as where christian music is now i don't have a clue really <laughs> Um, I don't know. And that's a good lead in. <laughs> the eighties yeah. were the eighties were the heyday. The seventies were like the the pure form, you know, the, in its pure form. But then, then the eighties is when the arena rock bands came along, Mylon and Broken Heart, Sweet Comfort Band, Allies, Petra, White Heart. Um the nineties is when every it got a little bit too cool for school and everybody was like, Hey man, we don't give altar calls anymore because yeah, you know. <laughs> they'll, they'll just see Jesus in my guitar, man. Ooh, I mean, you know this, that, they'll see Jesus in this sick riff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it, you know, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. A lot of respect for musicians, good ones, and uh, a lot of hate for bad ones. Let, roll tape. <laughs> uh, you want me to start at the top of the list? Uh, wait a second. Preferences? Well, what let's, you... let's play that. that did you yeah. want to listen to that Andre Crouch one that yeah. you just mentioned? Let me just set this Andre up. Andre did a record called Just Andre in 1972. <laughs> and as when I listened to it as a kid, it had a lot of a lot of typical standard Andre st- In fact, the song Bless the Lord O my soul yeah. and all that is within me came off this album. Really? But there was also this weird song called Lullaby of the Deceived that scared <laughs> the crap out of me when I was a kid. I was like, "What is it?" I mean, it sounds like he's like it starts with this scary organ music, and then it sounds almost like, like this demented clown singing at a carnival, <laughs> <laughs> and it ends with uh, him saying, sing, saying, "Jesus help me, Jesus help me," in a, in a in a weird kind of vibe with a woman laughing, this evil laugh in the huh? background, well, and then the organ up. comes back in, and. Later on, I read somebody asked him about it, and I read what he said. But but when I first heard this as a kid, like go ahead and play some of that, Chase. It scared me. Here we go. And this was the song that oh, shoot is doing like some weird left right stuff too. Is yeah. that this was right before "Bless the Lord, O My Soul" on the album track <laughs> listing. Phantom of the Opera about to come out. Now here's the creepy carnival music. If somebody tells you oh. that you have been 
spiritual battle where he felt like he was like demonically oppressed and that uh, he had to call on the Lord. This is in an autobiography too, where he talks about it and he had to call on the Lord to help him out. And uh, he said, and you'll, you you notice that on the album, the very next song is, is bless the Lord. Oh my soul, you know, where everything gets redeemed. But I'm like, man, dude, that was deep in 1972. And you know all the songs that Andre was famous for. Through yeah. it all, yeah. I've got confidence. My tribute to God be the glory. Uh, soon and very soon. That was just completely... The one thing, though, I, I don't have the words, and I've worked with Andrew, uh, who produces our music. <laughs> I don't have the words to be like, I'm feeling uh, oppressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me a... <laughs> and, uh, bring in... Who's that girl? bring her in i want her to laugh on the last 15 seconds you know what i mean like i don't have the words to yeah. build like how turn, do you <laughs> turn up the reverb on my jesus help me's and then make the make the organ go left right left right left right like real real i want to be discombobulated in the, in the booth <laughs> it's just i mean so yeah. you you're saying that you couldn't go into the studio and be like i want to make people uncomfortable <laughs> and pull because it off I feel uncomfortable <laughs> in my spirit and i want to do you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> should we do a palate cleanser andre <laughs> type in i didn't think it could be 
Andre Crouch. Well, that is like that is the uh, the I'll I'll say I guess like the people who use music to the to the fullest of its capacity, you know, of its ability, yeah, yeah. have the you know are able to describe rain. You know, and you're like, wow, what a what a beautiful. But then they're also like, I've been demonically oppressed in the night, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, you're like, go right. I, I hope that song doesn't haunt any of our of our listeners in their dreams. <laughs> Should we put it. a trigger warning? <laughs> that was very scary. Yeah, legit. But here is, I didn't think it could be by Andre Crouch. The song only exists live. Uh, this is the only version. And he played keys too, right? His Brother, whole band is on point. Brother could play a piano like nobody's business. Somebody told me of the joy they had. This was at Carnegie Hall. Bass and the keys, like everybody's getting busy. I mean, is there? Can it peak again? That was 1973, live at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, I didn't. People want don't for, do for the new for the people who are new to Andre. I didn't want that song to be the only one they heard, so I had to bring in the <laughs> hey, other song. Hey, dude, I was I was talking to Andrew Simmons, and um, and he was telling me, dude, favorite these, Simmons, a, a favorite Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me that some of these bands on the road, like he's run, you know, front of a house for some bands. Dude, if somebody's like playing the guitar, man, they're not. They're having an off night. They'll just tell the person running in front of the house. I'll be like, yo, just just punch me in. And I'll just, uh, just you know, lip play up here or whatever that is. You know what I mean? I'll go just go mm. along with it. That's like common. Like people, you don't have to with the technology. You can phone it in. Yeah, and people will yeah. still just like, even drums. They'll just be like, yeah, just play the track. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. them, man. Like those people, you were like... I, like everybody was like legit going oh, yeah. in. Everything yeah. had to be real. <laughs> going in. Hey, also... Apparently it was okay. It was okay in the seventies for Christian artists to fat shame people. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Chase, uh. look up Gary S. Paxton, fat fat Christians. <laughs> is is this on the email? Oh yeah, I got it. I got it. So uh, fat, fat, fat Christians. So this is one example, and it, it, it's hard to believe now, but it was okay for Christian artists to basically attack their audience like in some very pointed ways. Was this um, on the radio? This was probably not played on radio, but yeah. it was on a mainstream Christian record label. Mm. And uh, this is a guy that wrote uh, The Monster Mash back in the 60s. He wrote oh, the Snap. That's Chase's favorite wow. song. Alley Oop and The Monster Mash and he got saved. He was a he was like strung out on drugs and God led him into a church in Nashville. He got saved and put out a bunch of records of Christian music, but his Christian music was also weird and had that same bizarre tone that his secular music had. 
And uh, his name was Gary S. Paxton. He would always say, don't forget the S. That's one third of my whole name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He's improvising over here. Nobody yeah. else is ever going to be able to have that. <laughs> he, he, that's yeah. a perfect joke. And he, he, Is he still alive? He died just a few years ago. He Michael, died with that joke. Michael B. Jordan could pull that <laughs> out. Michael B. Jordan, don't, don't forget, forget the, the B. B. But, <laughs> let's listen to Gary pull no. Gary was not into uh, the curvy, big bone stuff at all. Let's, like, let's, let's listen the to album Gary. is called Terminally Weird, but Godly <laughs> Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, here is Fat, Fat Christians. Wait, can we get the year? 78. Okay. <laughs> Out the gate. shaky witness. <laughs> Out the gate. Fat, fat Christians. They got a big board in their eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking it's acceptable seeing. It gets better. Now I don't mean to be mean. Oh, but you are. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. But can you sit there and deny Hey, everybody's not big boned. <laughs> <laughs> Produced. <laughs> I feel like you want to hate it, but it's so bumping. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he was like, you know what? Sin doesn't get talked about enough. Gluttony. Oh, gluttony. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that. Hey, hit that key. Hit those keys. Hey, and it, he wasn't the only one. Look up Barry McGuire, Chubby Chubby. <laughs> Bullies were loving life in the 70s. Is this another 70s song? It's like, I mean, they would be canceled today just for writing these songs. Canceled <laughs> if somebody heard you whisper those words. This was, again, 78. So there was something in the air in 78. And the thing is, both of these guys were, they were kind of hefty guys. They weren't, like, small. I mean, they it was kind of weird. Wait, they, they were big guys? <laughs> they, I mean, they weren't big, but they were not. Oh, that, they, that really got me. That, hey, fat in the <laughs> 70s is fatter now. I'm like, he said everybody's not big bone <laughs> but uh barry mcguire came to prominence with a song called eve of destruction in the 60s and then he got saved and just did all christian music after that but he did this song called chubby chubby which implies i think in the second verse that that if you g gain too much weight you'll be too fat to fly in the rapture <laughs> <laughs> this is chubby chubby by barry oh, mcguire man <laughs> Once again, Sparrow Records. <laughs> Sounds phenomenal. Same record label as Keith Green. Sounds like a theme song to Michelle. 
Young PD on NBC. Uh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, here it comes. Good riff. From ear to ear. <laughs> keep, keep going. We got the rapture part coming up. <laughs> I did a song called Bullfrogs and Butterflies, too. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. It was a children's song. Here we go. Turn it down a little bit. All right. So in this song, Jesus is doing the same thing as uh, when you went to go on the Ferris wheel with Liz. You're too like, big. Too yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was the guy working in the car. <laughs> hey, guys, I just Googled it. Uh, uh, adulthood obesity decreased absolutely zero percent after those two songs were released. <laughs> they, they solved. <laughs> what was up with Christians in 78? I don't know. People, they, they 78, 9. I love that they were like, you know, I'm doing a lot of Jesus music. <laughs> yeah, but Chase said, gluttony. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, we got to do some swirling eddies. You, you ready for this? Okay. All right. So there was a group called Daniel Amos that was born out of the Jesus movement time in the 70s. First, they were a country kind of a country rock band then they were sort of a Beatles slash Eagles ripoff musically then they transformed into a total new wave group and they formed this alter ego it was, it was still them but they would dress up in weird costumes and call themselves the swirling eddies saw them live one time at the Cornerstone Festival uh, north of Chicago and it was one of the most amazing concerts it was so much fun um, and ended up we ended up on a subway train with them going into the city and uh, t- had a total fanboy moment. We looked up because we were going in to do some sightseeing and we we're like, hey, guys, that's Daniel Amos sitting across from us. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is amazing. But anyway, <clears throat> the Eddies had a lot of joke songs and just fun party type stuff, you know. But uh, Daniel Amos in the in the. Uh, new wave era they did a song that reminded me a lot of your televangelist stuff uh in fact it's called new car 
and it was it's about the prosperity preacher, the, the prosperity gospels. Yeah. Like there were some some Christian artists even in the early '80s, kind of coming against that, attacking that in a way. So, um, Chase, look up Daniel Amos' new car. Let's play that one first. It's kind of short. It's funny. It's um. Here we go. Rockabilly stuff. Going it's, on. it's a real novelty song. Yeah. Right. All right, here we go. Very specific. Listen to Total, a total riff on prosperity gospel in 1983, I think that was. And some people might have listened to it and not understood that that's what it was about. But yeah, it was, to me, it's hilarious. Uh, I want a convertible, a red convertible. So radio <laughs> and airco. That is oh, Magwell's so intended glass. <laughs> I'm one of the king's kids. I deserve the best. That is that is so funny, man. Um. So then, such a good song too, man. Like I'm like, <laughs> the the production quality on these like joke songs. Good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> then as as the swirling eddies, um, is there one on there that says Doctor Edward Daniel Taylor, uh, Fruit O Ministry? Yes. Okay, so he did this album with a bunch of eddies songs on there, but in between the eddies songs, they would do these little skits, like they were doing a, a telethon, like yeah. a, a Christian telethon and um this one is kind of self-explanatory it's a whole takeoff on the power team it's like no is, is this the one where he kind of skewers the power team it, it might what it, song is it it might it, it's where he introduces sprinkler head oh <laughs> so i'm not sure they they came up with <laughs> they came up with a uh a parody of striper there was a christian glam metal band called striper uh, it and, just uh, hit me that it was a Striper parody because like, yeah. I was thinking about it earlier today because I knew you were going to play it. 
Uh, I really enjoyed it when I was a kid. This is one I would request a lot. <laughs> so let's play Fruit of Ministry first, and then we'll play Sprinkler Head. Okay, friends, let's take a break and go to our Fruit O Ministry tote board and check our total. The way the tote board works is this. We count up the number of souls that have been saved by this ministry and then subtract the number of souls that have been permanently hardened towards the gospel by this oh ministry, which reduces the grand Fruit O Ministry total. <laughs> Tiffany, souls saved 11. Hearts are irrevocably hardened. 153 million people. We got negative fruit here. Come on, I'm sure some of you people out there have testimony. I know that most of you need to rededicate your lives. Now call, friends, call. Let's get this negative fruit total in the black. Come on, we need your help. Pick up that phone right now. Lie if you have to, but call. Now, as you go to the phone, we want you parents out there to get off your duck. Go get your trouble, pimp the face, long hair, rebellious, and belligerent teenager, because we have a surprise for them. Right here in our studios, live on an Up With Teen stage, we got a new heavenly metal band called The Sprinkler Head. Now, I'm not much, I must say, I must be frank at this point, I'm not much for these obscenely tight rock pants, these girly hair extensions, and effeminate makeup. But if that's what it takes to sell these religious knickknacks to a new generation, we're willing to stoop, uh, I mean, go to any link to extend the hand of fellowship, painted fingernails, and all. Amen. And now, folks, let's bring them on with a big prickly heat world ministry, amen. Here they are, the Sprinkler Heads. Okay, so wow. then, then, then there's the song that's the parody of Striper that followed on the album, and it, the band was called Sprinklerhead, which was a takeoff, sort of on Spinal Tap and Striper, sort of. Okay. I guess. <laughs> okay. Some of these lyrics are hilarious. Sprinkler head, sprinkler head, 
true. The ending is what. Remember the ending, Phoenix? Yeah. Here we go. Keep it going. <laughs> so that was mocking the end of To Hell with the yeah. Devil and stuff like that. I'm guessing. Yeah. You want you want to play? I got To Hell with the Devil on this list. You want to? play a, a, a yeah, little, just to, a little bit of that maybe to, to give people context for the parody you want to explain what striper is pd you know you yeah um hair metal so it's like poison for christians i guess uh, <laughs> they're like the ultimate christian hair metal band they came along in 84 and just like drove a lot of really conservative people crazy because it was like they look they had you know the makeup the hair the, yeah the yellow and black striped tight suits and everything it was like wow this is just sensory overload but um yeah and it's because by his stripes we are healed so they're striper oh, yeah. oh. and they wear black and yellow because <laughs> maybe they're Steelers fans too I don't know and <laughs> wrestling fun fact Chris Jericho was a huge fan of striper yes, and I modeled his first gimmick after their like striped suits okay Chase knew so sprinkler head was <laughs> sprinkler head was a parody of this actual group and pd and he used to love listening to this when he was young the song like the instrumental it goes hard um the lyrics are kind of iffy <laughs> the title track to hell with the devil yep they're still out there playing today by the really? way really yeah documentary they were very much felt like we're the outcasts of ccm this the vocals don't match the instrumental it, it does if you, if you listen to this kind of music oh okay <laughs> it's like people who could sing really high and theatrically were in metal bands oh Still to this day, is yeah. So, so PD and his friend Ishmael. I was gonna bring this up after the song. You, uh, you can say it now. There was a particular teacher that they hated <laughs> at Gateway Elementary School, uh, Miss Morris. 
And so Doxer. We would ride around in, in the minivan playing Striper, and they would be in the back singing To Hell with Miss Morris. <laughs> Rest in peace, Miss Morris. I don't know if she's still alive or not. <laughs> so. Hey, dude, that little the sketch of uh, of um, the televangelist thing that they did—that was like grade A satire. Oh yeah, and that was yeah. really funny. There's a whole, there's more of them too. I didn't. I, I, that's the only one I put on. They they did a parody of the Power Team where he said, "And now, now we'd like to introduce our powerful guys of golf. <laughs> Watch them bend their nine irons in half." You know, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that is, it that was, is so yeah, funny. There was a, and he, he brought his, his son on, and it, 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 you'd have to hear. I, I'm not going to try to repeat any of their stuff because uh, I wouldn't do I it justice. But I think it's just funny that people still like give us a hard time for satire. And I'm like, hey, you know, this has been around, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, so we're not maybe, breaking new ground. The, 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 we just changed <laughs> the ingredients. <laughs> Maybe we should just do one more because I want to be able to do this segment multiple times. Okay. Like, yeah. Hey, um, let's do, let's do. Can you can you like once we get a song going, can you sort of skip ahead in it? Yeah, of course. Let's do um, for uh, play a little bit of uh, Heaven Bound by DC Talk. Have oh. y'all, y'all heard yeah. that? I've heard, heard it now. Now. Play a little bit of that just just to remember what DC Talk actually sounded like in the early days. I was listening to it again the other day, and I was like, Michael Tate was he was he was so young, but in this song he sounds like an old man. He sounds like some old guy singing in a barbershop or something like. <laughs> yeah, play it's a little weird. Bit. This was a huge hit for DC Talk. Obi. Cut it up. Now here's Michael singing. We gotta do something like this. <laughs> okay. Chorus. All right, so now go to Tate, the song called Numb by Tate. I, I mean, honestly, like PD, Chase, y'all are both white, I'm black. Like we could be <gasps> the new DC talk if we wanted to. <laughs> what would we call it? Scott would manage us. We could C D talk. P D talk. Wait a second. <laughs> are you trying to Toby Mac the group right now? We haven't hey. even cut a record. <laughs> And then we'll split up because everyone hates working with me. If this is Destiny's Child, I call Beyonce. <laughs> and and if you get a chance to see that Jesus music movie, yeah. watch it because there was a whole segment about the drama that that was DC Talk and how they broke up because uh, in, in Kevin's eyes, uh, Toby was a control freak. Mm. And everything was awkward. And they were like, that by the end of their 
time together they weren't even speaking to each other and that was pretty there was a lot of uh, a lot of tea being spilled it was made pretty clear that toby just he must suck to work with um (laughs) i heard they all i mean obviously in a group like that there's somebody's gonna work you know yeah maybe work a little harder but i heard they all were they were in like the same college dorm or whatever like yeah, they were roommates liberty yeah liberty and they didn't even graduate because they got so big so yeah. fast that they were like yeah. you know on these huge massive ken hagerman who was the guest on the show told us that he took his youth one time and i mean he said it was like the, one of the best live performance he's ever been to we were like diving off the rafters it was nuts and so i think that trajectory you know, freaking what do they call it? Like a hockey hockey stick, so fast. Yeah, I mean that's gotta strain. That's gotta strain the group dynamic. Yeah. So when they went solo, Michael Tate did a couple of records that, to me, were better than anything DC Talk ever did. He was always my favorite. This is anyway. CD Christians, not Antrack Christians. Yeah, but he did he did a song called Numb, and this was this again was a was a favorite of Little PD. Yeah. Like when PD was a young kid, young PD, young, young PD, PD on NBC. NBC. Yeah, so play play a little bit of the front end of it. <laughs> Got a blast. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like someone's messing with feedback. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was in the song. <laughs> oh, I got you. I disturbed you. Okay, bring it down. So later on in the song, there's a, a rap part, and I would always know when that was coming. And like if the whole family was coming in, the band, I would just crank the volume there. <laughs> you love that part. Yeah, that's like. All the females in the family hated that part. They'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> why are you doing Turn it down. Fast forward a little bit, let's find that rap part in that same song. See, where, where the Did this track do well? Like commercial? This, this was a radio, this was a radio sample, yeah. out of this little it's out of this little bridge isn't it yeah it's coming up and I don't know who it is doing the rap part is it not Tate it might be okay let's see here we go Yeah, that doesn't sound like tape. That still makes me want to get up and run through a brick wall. We have got plenty around here. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> last thing. I wasn't thing, really good, though. Last thing, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I was in a group called The Promise, a, lo- a local group here, after the Bachman Brothers was over. 
And this is a song that I wrote called You Say. I wrote this. This is uh, this is painfully embarrassing for two reasons. The, the lyrics of the song are just horrible. But also, I was experimenting with this, like, rough kind of singing. I thought I was going to try to be this gravelly-voiced rocker or something. I don't know. It didn't really work. But it lives on a friend of ours put this on YouTube. Oh no. So play some of this. This is You Say by The Promise. We recorded this here in Greenville in the old cigar warehouse. Oh shit, downtown? Downtown. Yeah. This is me on the organ. to play guitar for Jeff Moore and the Distance, a pretty big Christian group, and also was a guitar tech for Jennifer Knapp. He, no, I think he played for Jennifer Knapp and was a guitar tech for Clint Black on a tour or something. Kevin played in a group called Vigilantes of Love, and then my brother Drew was also in the group, and he went on to form My Friend Stephanie. And I think Kevin and Joel play at the church that you go to on Sundays a lot of times now. Yeah. Um, they play in the worship team there, so they're still all involved in music. Um yeah that band we uh it, it was fun for a couple of years but it just it just didn't it it wasn't ever going to go anywhere like long term it was fun though was there i mean did you did you did you think it was at some point like was there hope that it yeah i guess bands are weird because uh, like you got the yeah. you got the music then you got the relationship dynamic and then you got the yeah you know, at first ambition it's yeah. it's just like a, it's a it's a really interesting cocktail 
Yeah, we even went and talked to a manager. You know, we were going to take on a manager one time, and that didn't actually happen. But um, we we kind of came to a fork in the road because we were doing churches and youth groups and stuff like that. But then we met, we had a buddy at Rock One Hundred One who started getting us into some local clubs, and so we did our songs. We didn't do any covers or anything. We did our material. And I would always wear a T-shirt that had Jesus on it or something, you know. And our we we really thought, hey, we're we're gonna save the world, you know. We're gonna go out and witness. But then, you know, you'd play your songs, and then somebody would come up to you and say, "Hey, man, you know, you guys were pretty bleeping awesome," and you know, and you could tell they were just like drunk out of their mind and yeah. had no idea what they. It just wasn't working, um, yeah. and we ended up opening for jackal a group that had chainsaws as part of their act and and it just kind of got kind of where like musically or was it just like <laughs> yeah it was just really yeah they 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 it was a, a place that now it's a strip club it was called gary's hangar huh. uh, now it's called the, <laughs> gary left <laughs> gay gary's out <laughs> I, think, I think it's called the trophy club now but yeah. And we we played another place that turned into a strip club too. <laughs> um, but hey, I, hey, whatever you do, don't play here. Yeah, the promise is out. Turn it into a strip club. <laughs> Men's out. Men's out. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will say I do want to say one thing. Uh, uh, I didn't grow up. Uh, you you respect a lot of music. You respect and you listen to a lot of music, um, and that's where PD gets that. And PD is constantly sending me albums. Sadly, I just <laughs> my brain doesn't. I just didn't grow up like that. Um, I feel like I really started respecting you know music and listening to more music after uh, working and talking to Andrew a lot, who's somebody who grew up. I mean, Andrew said he grew up playing the piano when he was like three years old. Um, and then even be in the studio with people who are very musically talented, you you really do. I mean, it's just a. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible gift, uh, even to create like a sick guitar riff like that. Like stuff like that doesn't just happen. You know, it's it's. Um, I've been in the studio when like a day goes really well, and then sometimes you're like, hey, you know what? Early lunch, long lunch. It's not it's not working today, and you mm -hmm. just have to leave. Um, but yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a. It's such a cool thing that even like a the worst, I mean, a song that you don't like, you probably had like an incredible day, right? Like crafting it and putting it together and then seeing the mix yeah. kind of come out. It's, yeah, like the, the journey sometimes is the reward. I'm just trying to redeem the song and also redeem songs that I've made in the <laughs> yeah. past. But, that yeah. it's like, hey, it didn't do well, but I'm like, I had so much, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just have, you know, it's, it's a fun time getting to create something yeah. out of nothing you can listen to on the on the drive away now musicians should hate you shama because he I, you I, stated before that you wanted to make music to be in music videos to be in music videos yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's the only reason why thing. <laughs> and i only ran into andrew and i was like great you make the music i didn't even know how good the music was i just thought this is great 
thank you. I'm gonna make a music video until people were like, man, this is actually really. You were the one who were like, I played you VeggieTales remix like freaking eight months before it came out. And you're yeah. like, yo, this is actually really good. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but the music video, I got a vision. That's like if Chase is like, yeah, I want to be an actor. I love movie trailers. I, just, I really I'm in it for the trailers, baby. <laughs> well, I just knew, I knew that I didn't have enough talent to do music alone. I was like, I've got a. I got a voice for music videos. <laughs> uh, but I do. I, I mean, I really do enjoy music. And even seeing somebody like come up with, you know, the satire thing, song after song, I'm just like, man, what a, what a great idea that's just from the one thing that we listen to. I'm like, what well executed, like what a great series of great ideas kind of strung together. Um, just lapping everybody, you know, who's on the, on the trail, not, you know, Coming up with great ideas, not putting them anywhere. Yeah. And one like, thing we yeah. learned from this, Christians are wild. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. Like, thoroughly, really enjoyed it. Well, we should do it again in season six. Hey, yeah. Hey, or later this that. season. Yeah. 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 You keep on. Why, do you think there's going to be a season six? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get canceled. <laughs> I, listen, I can cut out what I said. <laughs> I don't even remember what you said at this point. I just, really? I just saw it as like a golden opportunity okay. to kind of roast you again. Uh, whoa, edgy Shama over here. Oh man, this was this was good. This was good. Yeah. Music is fun. Uh, hey, we let's check in with Chase real quick. Let's check in with post Thanksgiving Chase. Yeah, guys, I got to be a part of the most dramatic <laughs> teen angst. Hallmark movie moment. Oh, it was wonderful. It was it was actually today. It wasn't on Thanksgiving. It was today. My family was having like uh, Thanksgiving lunch, where like cause we all kind of go different places for Thanksgiving, so we all have like lunch on Sunday. Like leftovers, or do y'all cook some? No, my mom cooks like all new Thanksgiving food. Golly. Wow. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to cook for Thanksgiving anyway. This is a way off the point. <laughs> that gets an Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so we're sitting down to eat and the doorbell rings and so I'm like, oh, I'll go get it real quick. I open the door and there's this high school girl standing there at the door and she just got like a big gift bag. Oh, and she, uh, I opened the door and I was like, hey, and she, uh, she was like, hi, this is for Jacob. Jacob's my little brother. Okay. He's 15. This is for Jacob. I take the bag. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she goes, when you see him. Tell him I tell him I said it's uh, I'm sorry it's been so long. Oh, God. and I was like, what? in my head I was like, what? But I was like, I'm an actor, I know my part, and so I was like, Jacob. I was like, I was like, well, if you want, uh, Jacob's right here. I, oh, you God. can talk to him yourself. My my's carving the turkey. And she goes, she goes, no, that's okay. Uh, and then she just turns and walks away. Oh my God, what? I guess she drove there. So yeah. I'm was like, she real? Yeah, no, this is a okay. real person. All right, I closed the door. I'm got I mean, this bag. Was she a ghost? No, she was a real person. <laughs> she was a real teenage girl. Uh, I walked back into the dining room and I was like, "Hey, Jacob, some girl was here. She said this is for you, and she said that she's sorry it's been so long." And he's at the table like eating, and he grabs the gift bag, pulls out a sweatshirt, and goes, "Ah, cool, my sweatshirt." Oh, and then throws it in the corner and just keeps going. To eat. Oh, and I was like, man. Mm. I was like, I'm invested at this point. I was like, who is that? And he was like, oh, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It was mumbling. And my mom was like, go talk to her. Oh. And so he was like, okay. And then he goes outside and he's out there for like a minute, two minute tops. 
comes back inside, sits down at the table, and just keeps eating. And I was like, hey, dude, what was that about? And he was like, oh, that's my ex-girlfriend. She was bringing me my hoodie. And I was like, when did you have a girlfriend? Dude, this was the most dramatic dude. moment. <laughs> my brother's been living a double life. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, I've, I've read several things on Reddit. They call it. They call it um, main character syndrome. That girl <laughs> probably thought this is like the crescendo ending Dude, Hallmark movie moment where she, he was gonna run out and like I wanted to like pick her up. I wanted to be like, hey, you want to be in some videos? She was so good. <laughs> she was like, no, it's okay, and oh. then just turned and left. Wow. So you were like, hey, that depressed thing you just did. Hey, that would be awesome. Perfect. You could do that for you us. You got more of that internally. <laughs> hey, I got a I got a Christmas song coming out. You want to be in the you music video? Be, bring bring that same <laughs> man. So he went out and he, he was probably just got hey thanks I guess yeah he got, he was he wasn't even wearing a shirt really yeah my brother's kind of jacked like he's an athlete yeah and I was like man what a hallmark like it was if it was raining. I wouldn't have believed it. Man. Like if he was just out in the rain, shirtless, pouring down rain. This he's he's over it. Apparently. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, man. Yeah. Obviously, so this yeah, man but, didn't even stop eating. He was like, I'll sweat. Oh, he buddy. said, "Oh, cool, my hoodie," and then just threw oh, it in the corner. Yeah. This this reminds me of somebody had mentioned this past week about how, how much time girls spent in the bathroom getting ready at like Christian camps, and I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I was telling somebody last week, I was like, uh, you know, I used to want to tell the guy because I was a I was a counselor in my ca- PD. You've been in my cabin before. And I wanted to like shake some of the little 15 year old girls by the shoulders and just tell them that these boys legit shower and axe. That's all they do. Like I was in a cabin with like one. I took showers. Freaking you were an anomaly. (laughs) Some of the other kids, they wore the same shorts for five days and never shower. And I'm like, hey, you are you have a full face of makeup at 8 a.m. to eat freaking French toast sticks. And to sit next to a dude who could care less, but you know, obviously, when you're a parent, women you, have to. When you send your kid to to camp, if it's if it's a boy, just know that you're not going to get any of that underwear back. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they do is they take it and they throw it directly into the trash like it's a basketball. You don't want it back. No, no. But, hey, getting back to your story, yes, I, I feel like. When you start wearing each other's hoodies, that's like a, a level. That's, that's, a, a, that's a relationship moment. level. I that, asked him, I said, hey, can I tell thousands of people about this tonight? <laughs> and he was like, sure. <laughs> Unfazed. Well, I mean, He's that's just not, ice cold. He doesn't yeah. care, dude. Yeah. And then I, like, I wasn't going to mention this part, but I feel like I have to now because he comes across a little cold. Afterwards, I asked my mom, I was like, what was that about? And she goes, she broke his heart, Chase. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "All right, cut." Are the cameras oh, rolling? Whoa! <laughs> I was like, "Wow, man. man!" Yeah, bring in your whole family. We're doing a little. We need to make a little grab. <laughs> hey, at least he Dang. got the hoodie back. Though. He did, and it was a nice one. Banter with the bridges. From the studio that brought you church stories. But uh, Chase un- is pretty adamant that we don't want it, but no. I'm pretty adamant that we do want it. We just got to hit the bleeps a lot. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we couldn't. Oh, man. We're going to bring in a professional bleep uh, hitter. We couldn't have my dad in here like Petey's dad. <laughs> Wait, where's your dad's Christian music deep cuts uh, from the no, 70s? Dude. He can show you some cool kid rock albums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that was funny. 
Uh, but how's Chase though? This we kind of checked. <laughs> yeah. oh, we kind of checked uh, in with Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. And with Mystery Girl. <laughs> Ooh, I want to make candles. Right. I've been watching a lot of TikToks about candle making. Sounds about white. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs> That's a white on white violence. <laughs> white on white crime. <laughs> never mind. I, never mind. I don't want to do that. Anymore. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, never hey, bring, I made never a bring candle. Your, never I bring made potential a candle hobbies in here again. <laughs> you made a candle, Pete? Yeah, when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> In school, that wasn't supposed to be a diss. It was in like fifth grade <laughs> science class. You, so you okay? So hold up. You oh, want to make a candle? Yeah, I just there's a lot of people making candles. I think it would be cool to make my own candle. I support you, Chase. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> you know, this, there's a there's a Christmas movie on Netflix. It's a rom com that I watched called uh, called love hard it's like a play on die hard oh, um, oh. and the guy <laughs> clever whoa <laughs> i watched it grace and i wa started watching it she fell asleep i had to finish it because <laughs> the the director of photography director of photography is one of a guy who's really really good so the movie looks phenomenal i was watching i was like man what a phenomenal christmas extremely cheesy and the dude from silicon valley is in it uh the asian guy i can't remember his name Jimmy O Yang. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, he's in it. He's the lead. And um, anyways, he, his character makes candles. <laughs> it looks like and fun. He's like, no, it's just a thing that I'm. I'm not really. I don't really want to do it. But then at the end, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. You, Maybe I'm Jimmy. Hey Chase, make a candle that. and bring it to the studio. I will. <laughs> I do. I will. I'm gonna do it. And if yeah. you bring a candle to the studio, I'm chucking it off the <laughs> off the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta haze you. I feel like wherever you throw candles it. I've, I've been here for like two years. When, when's the hazing stop? Hey, anyways, what kind of what kind of sense are you gonna make, dude? I don't know. I just thought this would be a fun thing, and now I'm Vanilla. don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> Maybe I'll put raisins in it. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm glad I dug. I dug a little. Do I need to apologize? Dig a little deeper for that. <laughs> there, there's, oh. there's a song by Steve Camp called "Light Your Candle on the Front Porch of Hell." <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. Christian artists were a little more bold with the, with the. I mean, they would just get right down to business back <laughs> in the seventies and eighties. Fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta light your candle on. Let it burn bright in the face of the devil. Those are the lyrics. Light your candle on the, on the front porch of hell. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what an episode. <laughs> Jo book club eight track Christians. This is a uh, man candle making. Candle maker chase. I yeah. shouldn't have said anything. Aromatherapy. <laughs> you, you put, if you put the right essential oils in your candle, yeah. You, yeah. Well, so I had an idea for can, a I would Now I don't want to tell you, but <laughs> I was going to uh, take like one of those vintage Coke glasses, like a glass Coke thing, uh, and fill it with wax and then like like Coke colored wax, make it Coke scented, and then have uh, like chopped up wa wax cubes as ice cubes, and it would look like a glass of Coke and it would smell like Coke. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing your candles on Pinterest. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
I don't even. Am I not know. allowed to like things, guys? You know, <laughs> am I not allowed to have the hobbies? The only reason why I didn't get you was the Coke idea, the Coke bottle with the ice. That's a pretty good idea. Thank you. Yeah, that's a cool uh, idea. That's a cool idea. I mean, the cubes would melt with the rest of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. it was all a candle except for the glass. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you were going to try to put a candle inside a Coke bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's okay, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, you guys got any hobbies? Hey, you know what? <laughs> you're, you're a little too, you, you, I, I, you don't, you don't come across as like a candle guy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm, you know, you're I'm, little thugs don't make candles. I'm not a thug, you know? <laughs> People who graduated from Malden High don't make candles. That's true. They go to jail. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> I've been handcrafting wooden baskets. That's my... Oh, you have been? Yep. Oh, that's nice. my that thing. sounds great, PD, yeah, and I'm supportive you. of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's. Uh, is that your praise report, PD? <laughs> let's, let's do praise reports, Mr. Scott. You got a praise report? Uh, my praise report is that I have thoroughly enjoyed the last two weeks of Alabama football. Roll, roll tide. Roll tide. Last night, Alabama was losing to rival Auburn, bitter rival Auburn. They they were losing ten to nothing, and then ten to three, and then. Um, Scored with 24 seconds left in the game really? to tie the game, and then four overtimes later, Alabama won. And I, I, I died four times during that game. <laughs> and uh, we were both standing for the last 30 minutes of it oh in the living gosh. room. So our our team is not as great this year, so we're not going to win the national championship. But it's okay because we win it every other year. So it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. So this year we'll just let somebody Leap else have year. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we still have it. We've enjoyed some some great moments and some wonderful games. And so I saw somebody uh, somebody post about the Alabama game, and they're like, "I'm just in awe. Uh, this is why I stay off social media during the game." And I was like, "Well, I guess Alabama won." And then I went and just Googled Alabama Auburn <laughs> scores. And I was like, "Oh, great! Petey and Scott will be in a good <laughs> mood when we record Church Story." <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Steelers lost big today, and I'm doing fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, your heart's divided. Yeah. <laughs> ben was in, but they still lost. Oh. So. Well, the for the record, he was recovering because he was yeah. out. Ben was out. Hey, yeah. while you guys were on hiatus, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. How about that? So, um, I'm told this was a big deal. Yeah. Um, well, PD and I, I have, I could actually create an entire photo album of pictures of me and Paul David at Turner Field, oh. like going to Braves games throughout his upbringing yeah one of my favorite things to do yeah but we've sort of fallen away from being braves fans in recent years for some reason i don't know i think it's just the availability of mlb games and the amount of mlb games like it's kind of hard to find and there's 162 of them yeah a season or a season yeah Yeah. not not including postseason that's why they get paid so much because they're playing like every every (laughs) year when they half a year almost when they Got in the World Series, the playoffs in the World Series. I started watching all of that, and I was glad that they won, but I didn't have the same emotional reaction that I had when they won it back in '95. And so I had to analyze this, and I was like, you know, it's not so much about this current Braves team because I don't really care about them, to be honest. It's more about the memories that it brings back of all the times that yeah. we went to games and all the things that I've seen. In, in the past and when I went to spring training in 1992 and had my picture made with Chipper Jones and all this kind of stuff and when PD would 
grab a cup and scoop up. He went down on Turner Field, like on the field one time, like to run the bases. They'd let kids run the bases after the game on Sundays, and he he was like, I'm going to get some dirt from the field. <laughs> he bent down and, like scooped up dirt from the field in his cup, and I was like, don't let anybody see you doing that. Well, yeah, I remember you being very worried about security. <laughs> Are they that protective of the dirt? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I didn't know, you know. But it's, it just brings back all those memories. And so it's yeah. not really about this current team. It's about it's about the memories that you make. Oh, and you're, you're talking to Napa Cap Shuffle champion right here. Um, they do the they put a trading card under one of the hats. It's like an oh, animated yeah. thing. And then it t- turns and turns and like it's really hard to figure it out. I got it right. You did. Uh, yeah, I did. Won us a trip to Stone Mountain. <laughs> I was on the jumbotron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. Hey, but then also, all the Atlanta Braves merch you already own is now back in uh, is back in style, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it always was. I have so many baseball cards. And then one time I took you and was it Nathaniel? Did Nathan the kid named Nathaniel yeah. go with us to a Braves game him? one time? I do remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, hated him. The Phillies, <laughs> the, the Braves were playing the. the <laughs> <laughs> the Braves were playing the Phillies and they were our rivals at the time <laughs> and so Paul David and Nathaniel were like hey we're gonna go talk to the there was a Phillies pitcher warming up not far from us and so they ran down there we're gonna go say something to him and they, they went down there and they were like you suck <laughs> hey hey the Phillies suck <laughs> It's like, uh, and what did he do? He just kind of looked at you and laughed. Not, yeah, right? he was like amused. By it. <laughs> did he toss you? Just, y'all yeah, y'all just clinging onto the fence, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And he tossed him a baseball. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So good guy, Phillies pitcher, hero of the week, <laughs> hero of the week. Wait, did y'all still yell out the, the, the insults after he tossed you guys the baseball? Were you like, whoa? I don't think so. Whoa, oh, thanks. thanks. You yeah. still suck though. <laughs> That, he's probably done that too many times. This dude probably has access to just some extra baseballs. <laughs> he's like, oh, kids are hackling me. What's up, man? Let me, now, sign, let me sign this for you. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I remember him saying to, to my dad, <clears throat> hey, at least they're having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about a young PD story. This is fourth grade. I got an, ass- an assignment to write something. It was like, it was a project about your family. All it is is like you fill in a few blanks. <laughs> like my sister or my brother is doing blank. My mom is doing blank. My dad is doing blank. My family is blank. So <laughs> I thought, hey, I'm just I'm gonna do something funny. I'm gonna hit all the tropes. All right. Um, me and my sister are fighting. <laughs> mom is cleaning. Dad is working. My family is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this paper got back to you and mom somehow, and y'all were not fans of it at all. I guess <laughs> you sounded like an alien, being like, "I come from a normal family. I am fighting with my sister." I'm just glad you said I was working. I'm just, <laughs> I thought you were going to say my dad is watching the Braves. <laughs> That is so. This is, just wait a second. So, what was the critique? <laughs> I got a lot of flack. Uh, the, the, I don't oh, know but they the want teacher. you to write it like was, my dad is. Uh, no, my parents are the ones I got the flack from. You and mom were like, "Oh, is that what we do? Is that all we do? <laughs> 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 you didn't work." 
<laughs> I was like, I was just trying to be funny. And as a parent of two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your praise report, Shama? Oh, man. What is, what is my praise report? Um... Uh, uh, my, you know, I said last week my family, but yeah, Ezra's been talking a lot now, and he parrots a lot of things. So it is, uh, it's a lot. I feel like I got a young PD on my hands, <laughs> really, because you said PD used to tell you a lot of funny things, and uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. He's like he's yeah. forming sentences now. You're and, entering um, into the golden era where, oh man, like from age, he's like he's about to be two and a half. I was gonna say. Three to eleven or twelve. Yeah, before puberty ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks I'm uncool. He's gonna. He, for, yeah, first of all, he's gonna think that you are just like his <laughs> his hero, and he's gonna say all kinds of funny stuff and yeah. do funny stuff, and so it's gonna be great. And I never stop saying funny stuff. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 13 was the last year PD was funny. I've been riding 13 BD's 13-year-old BD's coattails. Um quick Christmas story since we're headed into the Christmas season. Yeah. Um we were we used to have this this big old like 4-foot tall Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus uh that we would put out in the front yard and light it up, you know. Because I wanted everybody to know we were Christians. Amen. So none of that Santa Claus crap, but no. We did both, which I don't know how much sense that made, but it we did we did it all. We did it. <laughs> so um, we would have baby Jesus out, and so we were we were leaving. We were backing out of the driveway to go somewhere one night, and it was very cold oh, no. and like raining. And um, Paul David, <laughs> nobody was saying anything. Paul David looked over at the little manger scene in the front yard, and he just started singing. A child, a child, <laughs> shivers in the cold. <laughs> and the whole, the whole, the whole van just started breaking up laughing. Hey, I've always had it. What can I say? <laughs> and, hey, I've always pointer. been funny over here. <laughs> you remember that? That <laughs> remember that time we went to? Uh, Oh, we got a young PD. <laughs> <laughs> we went on a field trip with your class. I went with your uh, fifth grade class down to some state park somewhere. Stone Mountain? No, down on the coast. Oh. Some weird place where we all. Oh, the, the like the beach trip yeah, thing? I don't all, remember where that was. Though. We all stayed in a cabin, and it was me and a couple of other guys, uh, me and another grown guy, and then all these boys. And so, of course, they were all. We were trying to get everybody to sleep, and they were all telling jokes, and they were like taking turns going around the room. Just, yeah, we were all you know in bed, but they were doing um, your mama jokes. Classic fifth grade. Yeah, you know, the and two. one after another. <laughs> and some of them were like, ah, uh, you know, nobody was really laughing at them. And then, then Paul David, they were just like shooting them out rapid fire. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Paul David says, "Your mama's so stupid." She's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole cabin just roared in laughter. And I'm like, that's... That. <laughs> I've always had it. They were all, your mama's so dumb, she does this. Your mama's so stupid, she... And, and Paul, your mama's so stupid, she's stupid. Yeah, they... <laughs> 
they had all memorized actual Yo Mama jokes, and then I just waited until it got quiet, and, and I threw out my freestyle. Speaking of Yo Mama jokes, my favorite is Yo Mama so short where she sit on a sidewalk, her feet dangle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Par- parenting a little uh, like a talking kid is is almost like having a second life because now it's like I'm like whoa now I get to I get to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I get to listen. I listen to everybody else, and now like I co-created a human that I got to listen to as well. <laughs> so it's a fun time. PD, did you already give your praise report? No. Oh, um, my praise report is that. We're on the way to getting uh, young PD greenlit by <laughs> TBN. Nate, get on the phone. Hey, don't say it first and last. Oh, whoops. Doxin. Oh, I, oh, yeah, bleep yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make a note of the timestamp. Bleep that. Uh, One minute, 43. Yeah, he's probably in the credits, though. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Nate, TBN needs to buy this right after Joel Osteen's 37 slots. I guess I'm going to double down on Alabama. Uh, roll Tide, Nick Saban, you know, coach still getting it done out there, even though he's like 80. <laughs> 70. <laughs> <It's really> 80. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Hey, Scott, thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming. Hey, on. anytime, man. We got it. We got to pick back up on eight track Christians. This is, um, yeah. This is gonna be good. I, I think this is why people uh, love the show is because uh, you know we're it's a it's a buffet. I got more songs. Five <laughs> seasons is the longest audio buffet we've ever created. <laughs> Anybody's ever made. <laughs> and uh, and I think A-Track Christians is a, is a great dish. Since oh, I'm on oh, the analogy. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I have a Jonathan Wright story. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's still listening. He is. Um, I hope. I, <laughs> I, went, I went down to Florida to do a video, uh, freelance video job with my brother. And so I was walking around the hotel. It was the world's largest Marriott in Orlando they say that anyway and I was walking around the hotel and that morning like getting some exercise before we did the, the, the work that day and I'm I hear this music playing and it was like praise God from whom all blessings flow yeah praise and I was like wow that's weird that they're, they're playing Christian music over the system here you know the intercom like the speakers up in the ceiling and everything and then another couple of minutes went by and i realized wait a minute and it my phone was playing jonathan wright (laughs) (laughs) my phone was playing jonathan wright singing the doxology from my pocket (laughs) you know sometimes your phone will just like just do random stuff like yeah yeah and i pulled it out and i was like ah because i I was like wait a minute i've heard that before (laughs) so that's my Jonathan Wright reference. Hey, plug for Jonathan Wright's music too. Check it. Check him out. Hey, that's a good album. Yeah, uh, I forgot the name of the of the project. What was it? Anyway, they, whatever project that Doxology is on, Bad we'll Friends podcast. We'll <laughs> that's a that's a good album. Um, yeah. So yeah, look for it wherever. Wherever you stream music, yeah. wherever uh, <laughs> it's not on eight track, is it? <laughs> um, I will say that there, there, there are a lot of bold people right now listening to music loud on their phone, no headphones, and also on FaceTime and uh, 
having people on speakerphone. Have you seen this? Hit them. Maybe just because I'm in mm-hmm. Berea. Uh, <laughs> but every time I'm at Walmart, I feel like I'm always passing somebody who's actively FaceTiming somebody else or checking out and FaceTiming somebody else. Or I've been like, I'm picking up food somewhere and there's somebody FaceTiming. And I'm like, what do you, can you, whoever you're talking to, can they wait like two minutes? I don't know. Or maybe it's the novelty right. of, I don't know. Like if I was well, getting a coffee, I don't feel like I should, if I'm talking to PD and I'm like, hey PD, hold on. Uh, yeah, let me get a, uh, let me get a uh, caramel. And no, no, you don't need to see all that. <laughs> no. Um, I it's got like freaking Black Mirror. I got a FaceTime from somebody I liked a lot, but I was like, this better be a mistake. And it was. It turned <laughs> it was, out to be. Like, yeah. Hello? <laughs> oh. You didn't want to see. I didn't want to see you either. <laughs> I remember the first time I was in in our house on Morningdale Drive, and Annie, Annie came in the room, I think with an iPad, and she was talking to the iPad, and I thought that's weird, or and or maybe it was a phone. I don't know. No, it's not iPad. And I, I hear this voice say, "Hey, Mr. Scott," and it was her friend Tara, and I thought I said. Wait a minute. Can she see inside our house? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, duh, dad. It's called whatever. You know, she was using something. And I yeah. was like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated. I don't like people just being able to look in our house. I remember that sounding like it was going to be a thousand years in the future when I was a kid. And I think I was told by somebody like, one day we're going to be able to see people like when we called them. I was like, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. And now I'm like, what if you're on the toilet? Here it is. Now you can just scroll through your contact list, click favorite. And FaceTime. And you're like, what yeah. up? What up? <laughs> Favorite Bachman. Wow. It is. Uh, I didn't think about it as a thing because I didn't live with a woman until I got married. And uh, and then my, my wife will FaceTime her sisters. Oh, yeah. Women so be now, FaceTiming. We- <laughs> <laughs> women be FaceTiming women. <laughs> Where are my Hispanic sisters at? Make some noise in the building. Because you got to be able to see the nuance of the facial expression. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll FaceTime her sisters. And so now I know to like, you know, hey, is it... I'm not decent. What's going on over there? Yeah. You know, you know me. You know me. You know me. Shama be in his house in DC. Season five, you know. Shama. <laughs> Shama be yelling. Any celebrity deaths you want to comment on this week? Cereal half dressed. You know. Hey, how you feel about Kobe? <laughs> now, one thing about Kobe, he loved helicopters. I, Women be face I didn't actually want you to make a Kobe joke. I got the, hey, it's season five, Sham. It's, I thought, I dropped the A. I thought the setup was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end on a lighter note. Everybody together. Let it know. Um, no, this was a ton of fun. <laughs> Chase is always a pleasure. Hey, we'll be back. Hope yeah. you had a great Thanksgiving, listener. Um, maybe DM us, tell us about it. Send us an email. We're accepting those, right? And yes. remember, you're his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> After school pod at gmail.com. Um, hey, play us out with that creepy Andre Andre. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Creepy Andre, take it creepy. away. <laughs>
<laughs> we should play the, we should end the, oh, end the edit with the whole thing. No, no I'm not gonna do that. Actually, just the like, where are you at the end? What was everybody say at the end? Jesus, oh, Jesus, help me. Jesus, yeah. Help <laughs> me. Can you loop that on the end of the? <laughs> what is it with talented people being tormented? Like, I'm almost afraid to be too talented for the. <laughs> I would be more talented, <laughs> but I'm afraid of the I demons. <laughs> I want the demons. Talented people got this demons. Is, this is, <laughs> I'm operating and at sixty percent. Facetime it. I had a really good show last week, and then the demons got me. I'll never have a good show again. I don't wanna, you know. I gotta. I'm, I'm phoning it in now. <laughs> I hit VeggieTales remix and I went no 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 mediocrity for me. Yeah. <laughs> you see what happened to Beyonce at the Super Bowl? The demons got her. The de- <laughs> Too talented. No seriously though, what is it with talented people Kanye. being tormented? Kanye. No seriously, what is it? What yeah. is it though? You know what I mean? I think it just the pressure becomes too. I mean, you know, I don't know. Being weird makes you eccentric, and then that draws people in, maybe. But is it also like because you're diving that deep, like in order to make stuff? You know, like if you're pouring your, I've never poured my heart into something that I've made. You know, oh, yeah. I feel like if I did, then I don't know. Your heart gets a little empty after that, right? I pour my heart into every episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, and on that, and on that joke, <laughs> PD's back. <laughs> what have you been saying? I still got it. Who are you trying yep. to convince? <laughs> I said I always had it. Oh. Not I still got it. I never lost it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, Grandpa, let's go back the inside. The best there was, the best there is, the best, best there, there ever will be. be. Bret PD Hart, Bacher. baby. PD Bret Hart Bach. PD favorite. <laughs> oh, is this podcast over now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I pushed the mic. <laughs> I never know when it's over.